0: Bye. <laughs> Praise the Lord. This is Julius. I tell with me again. We are going through the book of 2 Corinthians. We are in chapter 8. And we have arrived at uh, verse 10. We are is giving exhortation to the Corinthians. How they should do the ministry to the saints. The gathering of donations that they wanted to send to the believers in Israel. Verse 10. The ARN I give my advice. For this is expedient for you who have begun before, not only to do, but also to be fought a year ago, See last year they tried to, they started it, now therefore perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man has, and not according to that he has not. For I mean not that other men be eased, and ye burdened. But by an equality. That now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want. That their abundance also may be a supply for your want. That there may be equality. So that's exactly what he was trying to say. That I'm not saying that you guys should go and borrow money to send to these people. That's not what he's talking about. It's from your abundance, you have some leftover you can use to help other people. Not to say, Well, yeah, this man, this money you now you put yourself in debt and you're now in in another bondage. Also. So it's after your abundance you are going to help other people. So from your abundance they are helped. And so that their own abundance can also help you. That's why he say about something. Well but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their wants. And their abundance also may be a supply for your wants. And there may be equality. As it's written. He that has gathered much had nothing of want, And he that has gathered little had no lack. That was in the book of Exodus when they went and gathered manna. Some gather more, some gather less, but by the time they share it, just enough for everybody. Verse 16, But thanks be to God which put the same harness care into the heart of Titus for you. For indeed he accepted the exhortation, but being more forward of his own accord, he went unto you. What he was saying was I was going to send Titus back to them to help them do this. God didn't tell them why it is, is exhorting them to give, so to speak. It's what Tartus was, was a pastor, so it, sometimes people are reluctant in doing something, but when they hear a good exhortation, they will know that it's something that will be blessing. The blessing comes from the love for that thing they do, and so they are encouraged to do it. So that's what he says, he's sending sent to, to encourage them for that. And Tartus was also really willing to do it. But it is And we have sent with him also the brother whose place in the gospel throughout all the churches not that only, but who, uh, who was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace, which is administered by us to the glory of the same Lord and declaration of your already mind. Avoiding this, that no man should blame us in this abundance, which is administered by us. That is, he is saying, this thing we are doing, let nobody take it as an offense, as this we are carrying our money, He's going to explain it to Providing for all these things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. And we have sent with them our brother, whom we have oftentimes proved diligence in many things, but now much more diligent upon the great confidence which I have in you. Without any due inquire of Titus, is my partner and fellow helper concerning you. Or our brethren be inquired of, they are the messengers of the churches and the glory of Christ. Wherefore, show ye to them and before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. So Apostle Paul really more or less trying to. Make them see that this is not just something that he made up. It is the churches that are taking the step to help the brethren in Jerusalem, and the they have messengers of the churches that so other people follow them to see that the other churches also contributing. Yeah, we all are in this together. Not like a, Apostle Paul is not getting this money into his pocket. It is to help the believers in Jerusalem. So that's how he. presents. now he's going to talk a little bit another direction in chapter nine. Let's go to chapter nine. For as touching the ministry to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you, for I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was ready a year ago, and your zeal has provoked many more, many, very many. Yet if I send the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that as I said, ye may be ready. Let's apply if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared. We, and we say not ye, should be ashamed in this same confident boosting. When, when they were talking this thing to the Macedonians church, he was telling them that, oh, Akaya has been ready. They mentioned this last year when, we, when they went to me. They said, let's gather right now. And they said, well, let's wait until everybody's told. So Akiah has been ready last, since a year ago. So that provoked the other people to begin to call, collect the religion that oh, if a is already getting, let's all get ourselves also together and not be and not be the old man out old church out. So he said that since he has boasted of the of this church in Corinth before other churches, he wanted to make sure that if they come with him, they won't say that this man will just lie to us. They will say he's just boasting, so we will not be ashamed of our boast. So we want to make sure that you guys already got your own contribution ready. So I say, Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they will go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty. Whereof well, you have noticed before, that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. So that's what he said: It is what you have in abundance that you are asking you to give to help the other churches in Israel, Not covetous, not coveting your money. Verse 6, But this I say. He which sweats sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which sweats bountifully shall reap also bountifully. That's a general word to everybody. If you are giving cheerfully and you are giving bountifully, so God said, Press together, shake it together, shall men give it to your bosom. That is the blessing of God as He has promised. Say, so Give and it shall be given unto you, is what Jesus Christ said. Good measure. Shake it together. Say, Press down, shake it together, and running over men give the Men are good to give to the bosom. God will cause men to give the bosom. So the more you give out to other people, so God will cause men also to give out back to you. That is how God multiply and, uh, and bless his people, especially those who are faithfully doing what he wanted them to do. And they are not grudging. and are not giving grudgingly. So it's very important. It's a cheerful giving. is what God really refers. And that's why he says, He that sweats sparingly, shall also reap sparingly. Just in the real life, if you have a field of one acre, instead of planting all the one acre with corns, and just plant just a, a plot out of one acre. And then, of course, that's what you're going to get when the corn produce, you get a one plot of corn. If you have planted the acre full, you will reap corns all over the acre, and you will be plenty. See, so. So if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. If you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or, or, or of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound unto you, toward you, that ye with having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. So the more you give, the more God gives back to you. Now, this is just teaching the word of God. You have to do as the Lord puts in your heart. We you are not trying to say you have to send money to us. Just do as the Lord puts in your heart. Many people that are sending donations to our ministry, tithes. I always pray that the Lord will bless them, that they will know that because they are sending to this ministry and you know, this, this ministry that is blessing other people. That's why they are getting this abundant blessing. God can bless you and you will know the source of that blessing. That is the prayer I pray for them. That God bless these people that are sending their tithes to this ministry that we are doing, being on the radio because you are the one that commanded the radio commanded us to be on radio, I will go on TV again, teaching the world of God and those who are sending the to support the money that we already have is what is doing this ministry, that Lord is using to do the ministry, and say Lord bless them that they also will know that because they are sending their donations to this ministry that is why God is sending his abundant bread to them so that they can put more I remember some of the people that they maybe they have a salary and they are paying tithes from that salary sending to us, and then somehow so another opportunity open up and they send another tithe from this. That is not even their regular type because they got under something and they send tithes on that also. I say, Wow, they get something else from under the source, and that means God is blessing them through other sources and the one they normally used to send. I say, Well, God keep blessing them because the more you bless them, the more they will be blessing your ministry. That is what the Lord is doing. That's how the Lord does. His multiplication of us. And that's what the Apostle Paul is saying that God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. That's verse 8 of 2 Corinthians. As it is written, He has dispersed abroad, He has given to the poor, His righteousness remains forever. Now He that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food. And multiply your seed soon, and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness which causes through us. Thanksgiving to God. That's a blessing. It's a blessing that with the same God that is giving the seed to the soil is the one that provided food for your bread for your food. And you multiply your seed that you are sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Because what you are doing is fruit of it's a righteous work and it's going to increase that fruit when you are giving to the gospel when you are giving as he has been they are collecting for the for the poor saints in Jerusalem the same way people that are sending to the gospel to preach the gospel I remember when I was still a college student and I have some scholarship and I'm sending some of my school I, I have somebody on radio and evangelist also and I just send some of my money to him because and God saw that that's why God made me an evangelist also as you do, God said that when this man is faithful and good, and the little I had there was that scholarship. And God saw faithfulness and God sent something, send me, make me also a minister of the gospel. And most of the ministry we are doing is through the salary he has given to us, and the others are supporting it by sending their own pipe. and so So that is why we are saying, when you do something, God will increase the, the fruit of righteousness. It's God that's going to increase it so that you can do more. So you say, the more he blesses you, you will do more also. I ask a minister and say, if you have more money, will you do more? He said, yeah, okay, Why don't you get more resources so that you can get more funds? Verse 11. it's being rich in everything to all bountifulness, which causes true us thanksgiving to God. For the administration of this service not only supplied the want of the sins, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. While by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your profess of subjection unto the gospel of Christ, and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. So when you, when the, when the money come or the gifts come to the saints in Jerusalem, and they say this is from the churches in, of the, Gentiles, you get to see that these people are really sub, sub, are subjected to the gospel. They are submitted to the gospel. See, this is an experiment that we see that it will, They will glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them. And by their prayer for you, which long after you, for the exceeding grace of God in you, say thanks be unto God for this, for his unspeakable gift. See, they people when they receive this donation, they will be praying for you. And that is the truth. People that are refreshed and when they are in distress, they will be thanking God and praying for those who send them the donation. That the Lord will help them bless them. And God answer those prayers. It's not just vain prayers. God answer those prayers that people pray to to Him. Especially those that are in need and they got help from somebody. God answer this prayer and we bless the people that are giving. And that's why I always exhort you, my brethren, that are in the poor countries of the world, that maybe you receive this free gift of tracts, literature. And you look like you get them free from this uh, wealthy countries and evangelism from wealthy countries and so on and so forth and don't take it for for granted when you get it free and you it blesses you whatever you have use it to bless others or to bless the work of the Lord. I told some people if you get the trust free, don't think it's free. Some people are paying for it in those countries. It's not the government that's sending it to you. Some believers are using their own money whether through the church or through their personal evangelism or evangelists, that is collecting money from them like we are saying some people who send donations they are using this money to buy to print these tracts. the printers are not printing for free and they are making them free to the other world to make people be saved so you that are receiving this over there when you are now saved participate in using your money to help other people also to hear the gospel how can you participate? Do you send money to them in overseas? If you can send to them in overseas that are doing that, you can do it, but another way you can do it is to use your money to reprint those tracts and give it to other people. Use your own money to reprint those tracts. Are you allowed to do that? Yes! Reprint it, it's the word of God, and give it to your people. more more people, you get more people touched by, you see. We can only send tracts or even be sending you a little package of 50 tracts in the mail. But in your city, you have 200 million people. You got 50 trucks from America, 50 trucks from Europe, and you give those out. That's not enough to, to get to everybody. But you are already born a gay believer. You are already a believer. You, whatever money you have that you can give to the gospel. You don't need to send it to those people that send you the trucks. If you can, that's fine. I'm not saying you should. Be. But if you can use that money that you have to reprint those trucks in your own country, reprint them, the way it was printed, just repeat You can give to a printer and say, just make a photocopy and reprint it. Give me, print 1000 copies of this from my money, from your money that you pay, and then give it out that you, your brethren in, in that country, be distributing it. That is going to reach more people because it's the same thing that you read that you are just reprinting. That is going to be blessing them. If it blesses you, it will bless them also because it's the word of God. But now you are making it local printing that makes it that will reach farther. And God is seeing it, and God is going to bless you. That's what I recommend to people. If you can send donation to those ministers that send you the trial, that's fine. If you can send donation to those that are on you, fine, that's fine. If you have enough to send to them, too, because it's easier to send money right now from one country to another country, even from overseas to overseas. Before it was almost impossible. Now it's easier. You can do it through this, you can do that, too, not just wire. Well, some I'm saying you can even use your money to reprint those things in your own country. Some people say, Well, I will tell the minister to send me money so that I can reprint it for you here. You are reprinting it for him. No, you are not serving him. People may that to God. Somebody say, I can reprint your literature. Send me money so that I can say, Well, they want me to send money so that they can reprint the books or literatures and class in their country and distribute it. If you are you think you are doing it for me, then you miss everything. If you are a believer, you are not being taught correctly. If you think you are doing it for this evangelist, you are to do it for the Lord. Don't say, Evangelist, send money so I can reprint your tracks. as this is his track. It is the word of God that you should be disciplined to your own people to save them. And God will see that you are also minister right there. People misunderstood the, the life of preaching the gospel and the life of God, and they want the evangelists from America to send them money so that they can. Make his book, reprint his, his tracks, and then distribute it to the people freely. Then you are, if the evangelist send you money and you are doing that, that means all the reward goes to that evangelist level. You have no reward. Or so I give it out to people over here. But think of if you are the one that reprint it, that means double double blessing from God. But if the evangelist is the one that reprints it, keep sending you money to reprint it, how much money? If you are stealing from that evangelist money, then you are even putting costs upon yourself. Because it starts very tempting. Somebody send you $100 that becomes like 100,000 in your money or 100,000 pesos in your country. It's tempting for you to take some of it and use it to feed your children and just make some little tar tracks. And God is saying that you are not dealing with man, friend. You are dealing with Almighty God. <laughs> I'm warning many people because I'm from the third world. That's why I know some of those things. I say, if we are not doing it right, we are putting courses upon ourselves. But if you fear God and you do this thing right, you will be using your own money that you make in your country to reprint these things. And God will see your heart that you are also spreading the gospel and God will give you more. God will bless you more. God will make you a minister. That's how we became ministers, not because we went to a school of ministers. But when God sees your heart, He sees your, your commitment to Him and how you are spending your money even in your local country, for his cause, he will multiply it for you. And God can multiply and make you a minister of his gospel, and you have a place in heaven. That's what Apostle Paul taught us. He said he was using his own money to spread the gospel. Say, Who did that when you are not the king? That's who go to war on his own on its own cost. They say there's the a reward for Apostle Paul doing that. And God is saying, if you do the same thing, use your money to reprint really those stuff that you say blesses you, or the booklet that blesses you just. Get permission that can I reprint your books my, from my money? Yeah, they will say, go ahead and do it. Reprint and distribute. And anybody that is saved or that is touched by the Lord through the thing you reprinted in your own money, the all the accounts come to you in heaven. And you be be one of the one of the rulers in heaven when Christ when Christ are come. That is what we are recommending. So you want to hear well done, that's good and someone. That is how you get there. I just pray that the Lord will give you understanding what this thing will. Talk to you so that you do it and not just hearing it, but do it. Your blessing. You. Now let's continue. Now we are going to chapter 10 of 2nd Corinthians chapter 10. Now I was going to say something almost like a, in the way normally we he has talked this. He has talked about the giving in the chapter 9. Now it's going to chapter 10, where it's going to now do some defending of himself. Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence I am based among you, but being absent, I am bold toward you, but I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. Now what was he talking about? Maybe he has heard some people, people came back and reported to him, that has, that's why they were saying we yeah, are for Apollos. We are for Paul. They we were Paul is so dull when he's preaching. Apollo is so vibrant, and that's the following personality. Everybody have their own way of presenting the word of God. So, like I'm just sitting now, And then not jump up and dance up and down. Not so. But you see, if you are listening and you pay constantly you pay, pay attention. You will learn from what you are teaching. Also, what we are trying to tell you is that the report came to Apostle Paul where some people are. Complain about his method of presenting, and he said, Um, they thought he was dull. And this is what he was saying. So, that I, I don't want to be bold when I come among you, I want to see, maintain my composure. For still, therefore, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. he Say, even though you see us physically, whether he's strong or mighty, uh, muscular or weak, he said, We are not fighting a physical war. It's not after. But for for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to have to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So, what is he saying? He's saying we are fighting a spiritual warfare. And our fight is through the weapons of God. We cast down thoughts, because that's what the devil uses against human beings. Thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. And you have to take those thoughts captive by the word of God. And that, when you pray, you pull down the strongholds of thoughts, the strongholds that are hindering people's mind. is what you are pulling down. Imaginations of this may happen. This may happen. This may happen. You cast those things down, trusting the word of God. So That is the fight that we are... Because the devil uses all those things to fight to mommies, imagination, thoughts, ideas, suggestions. He said, You bring to captivity every thought that is disobedient to the word of God and bring them unto the obedience to the word of God. The word of God says so, that's how you take captive those thoughts. He said, We do this until he said, we are ready in the order to avenge every disobedience only when your own obedience is fulfilled. Many times, God will not be able to earn fight for us if we are not obedient to the spirit of God in us. So, that's where that verse is coming to play. But self said, Do you look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts to himself that he is Christ, let him of himself think this again. That as he is Christ, even so are we Christ. I mean, you see, belong to Christ, we also belong to Christ. Say. For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord has given us for edification and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed. That I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters. For his letters say they are witty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak, and his speech contemptible. He said that's what the, the report he had. People say when he wrote to us, his letter are so strong and terrifying, powerful, that when you read it, you fear. You want know, to fear God. But when he's in Amish, he's talking so softly, people don't seem to think he has any power. His, his writing is powerful, but his speech is Weak, that's what they are seeing here. And he starts to defend himself. But says, Let such a man think this, that such as we are in word, by letters, when we are absent, such will we will be also, indeed, when we are present. I mean, I can, he says, say telling them, I can change my composure when I come to you guys. And be frowning my face, and commanding, and yelling, and screaming, and cursing. But he doesn't want to do that. That <laughs> would be like cursing also. Verse twelve. say for we dare not make ourselves of the number, or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But the measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. But we will not boast of things without our measure. But according to the measure of the rule which God has distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. He said, How do we measure ourselves? Say, you go to measure it by our fruit, the fruit of what we have done. What so you going to say? As we say, for we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reach not unto you, for we are come as far as to you, also in preaching the gospel of Christ, not boasting in, of things without our measure, that is of other men's labors, but having hope, which, when your faith is increased, that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly, to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you, and not to boast in another man's line of things. Made ready to our hand, but he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. For not he that commended himself is approved, but whom the Lord commanded. In summary, it is whom the Lord commanded that is approved. It's mostly saying he has he has come, he has preached the gospel all the way to your city and conquered churches in your city, and he says he's not boasting in the line of other people preach, and we are just there to teach them. Of course, teachers are also very important. He's not the one that founded the church that is the greatest. That's why he says, I have planted Apollo's water, but God is the one that gives the increase. So he said, He has said in the first Corinthians, we are all brothers that are preaching that water that are found founding churches that are coming by to teach. We in the Bible says God put all these ministers in the body of Christ to build his body. So then don't elevate one man above the other. Oh, this man is the one that founded the church, he's the one that is greater. Or oh, this one that came to teach is teaching us some new things, some greater things. This one, you no, know, he said, we are all build, we are all building on what God has set up. And as long as you are being very blessed and by these other ministries, rejoice and enjoy it. We don't elevate one above the other because we are all servants of the Most High like God. And God needed everyone. He needed the planter. He needed the watering people. He needed those that are pulling, pulling the weeds out of the place in a farm. All of those works, all of those different labors are necessary, otherwise the, the farm, the field will not produce. So that's what he's saying there that uh, we are co laborers with God. That's why I say we have we have, we have not stretched ourselves beyond our measure, but only those whom God commanded is commended in that last part of chapter 10. So that he said, He that glory, let him glory in the Lord. If you are going to glorify yourself, glorify yourself that you know God and you are doing your part. You are doing your own part in the kingdom of God, and the Lord is blessing people through you. But let we that are receiving the blessing let us not exalt man above man or above what and that's what he was saying when he compared himself with Apollo. he said he has transferred to Apollo to that we should not elevate any man above what is written, because we are all co-liberals in the farm in the farm of the Almighty, in the vineyard of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are laboring together with him. Now we're going to go into chapter 11 in in the next few Bible verses. Okay, let's go on chapter 11. Who to God, this is Apostle Paul still continuing to talk about his ministry because he is responding to what he has heard from them. Who to God you could bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me. He was going to talk about this. So I'm going to continue this in the next broadcast. God bless you. praise the Lord well we will continue this message in the next broadcast the Bible said precept shall be upon precept, line upon line a little day a little day and I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today the Bible said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God in In other words, we can say faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. It's not just a one-time shot. You must keep hearing the word so that your faith can be built up. We shall continue this message in the next broadcast. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you.